Hey, like I said, that's part of it's on the fly. Anyway, hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. It's the Birds of a Feather podcast with your boy Q City. Your boy Taj Bravado. And this is episode 47 Ring Around the Rosie with the Coaches. We don't know who we're going to pick, right? We're all on the coaching carousel right now. Yeah, we. <laughs> it looked like. It looked like it was Belichick's job to lose, and now we done got fifteen hundred seventy-five names in the in the portal right now. So let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Bro. Like just today, we interviewed uh, we interviewed Ben Johnson after the game. We interviewed Bobby Slowick today. Um, yesterday, we interviewed Joe Brady. Um, we also interviewed Raheem Morris. Then obviously, uh, what, on Friday we interviewed Bill Belichick for the second time. We also interviewed Aaron Glenn um, and Jim Harbaugh for the second. No, we we haven't interviewed him yet. That's coming this week. Yeah. So we have uh interviews this week coming up with Jim Harbaugh for a second one. Um, Bill Ka- Brian Callahan, my bad, not Brian Callahan for a second time. Um, um, Evero for a second time. Um. I know it was some other ones, but it's, this really does seem like it is going to be a very true and thorough search. Um, because despite what the media says, the, the media has been wrong with this countless times. Like, the media ain't been right about anything since, since what, maybe, shit, I don't know. They ain't been right about well, I, I think I think the media was pretty good on calling Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was linked to Atlanta the whole playoff run, and then you know, then well, he I did mean, come. I, 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 well, I think around that time it's because the, the rules were different, though. Because there's, mm-hmm. there's nothing stopping them from hiring Bill Belichick right now. Well, technically, it is because they're not, they're not uh, running real complaining. Um, so I mean, technically, they they they, they, they were orders, didn't they? They didn't, they got to do it in person. They have to be two in person interviews. Those were virtual. Ah. So, um, yeah, they, they, I mean, if they really wanted just to get it, they could, they could easily just skirt the process. Be like, all right, we interviewed you. Get out of our face. Come on, Bill. But I, I think they're truly looking for the best possible candidate. Because I mean, yeah, Bill's the biggest name, but I I don't think he's probably the best candidate for us. You know, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Sitting back and thinking about it. Um... I, I still would be fairly happy with Bill as as a candidate, but you did point to the fact that like that's a three year turnaround and it's a quick turnaround. And Bill hadn't done the best job in developing a QB, right? As much as you could talk me into him, I understand being talked out of him. You know what I'm saying? And I think Arthur Blank, being older, he wants to kind of go immediately for for the kill shot, right? He wants to go for the big name hire. He wants to give me a win right now. But that's why you got football people around you making football decisions that kind of think of the long-term health of the organization to say, hey, this is going to be a quick turnaround if we hire this type of guy. Yeah, it's very quick. Now, I there, the, the other big name in Harbaugh, I would not, I have no opposal to that if he actually wants yeah, to. I don't, think he, I don't think he'd come to Atlanta. But I have a I have a very hard time seeing Harbaugh in Atlanta. But what's the what's the point of you going through the interview process for a second time? If you, if yeah, I mean, yeah, but the Chargers are dragging their feet. the the Chargers are dragging their feet. The Chargers only had one interview, like they only interviewed him once. He's, he's, a, he's interviewed with us twice. He's well, about to interview this interview with us for a second time. Like, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The Chargers, the Chargers are dragging their feet. Michigan still hadn't put a new contract on the table for him. Like, the, the thing is, the thing is, Mich- he pretty much put Michigan in an impossible situation because they can't really – because he what he wants is immunity to pretty much where it's going to be like, all right, they bought the drop some sanctions on us, but despite all that, I, I want to be safe. And they're like, you know we can't do that. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure he wants some protections written into his contract that don't allow them to terminate in the event of NCAA sanctions. But with that being said, bro, like this is this is a completely separate conversation. Um yeah. and and I also I want to apologize to everyone out there. We be promising y'all that we're gonna talk about stuff and then we be like, yeah, no, nah, we're gonna get to it. 
nigga shit. We are going to get to it, I promise. It's just, might be on another episode. Anyway, um, we talk about the NCAA, right? How long is the NCAA even going to be around in the grand scheme of things, bro? It's, it's really like a dinosaur institution. So I could definitely understand and see where he would be like, I'm either going to hide in the NFL for a couple years and hopefully come back to Michigan, which I know Michigan will fire anybody they have for Harbaugh. Or I want, like you said, immunity written into the fact that like, I have the belief that my coaching career is going to outlive this institution because the NCAA is dying as is, or at least it's controlled over football. You know what I'm saying? So like I could understand his mindset right there being, I'm, I'm not finna, I'm not finna be at the behest of, of like have a guillotine hanging over my head over an institution. I don't think it's going to be there in five years. Look, I, I, I ultimately think he really, cause like they've been saying this all over, you know, the airwaves that he has unfinished business in the NFL. He wants that Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. his, um, his brother has the Super Bowl. His dad has a national title. Now he has a national title. Now he wants the Super Bowl. Because you know, people like bragging rights when when it comes to the, the family events. Be like, hey, dad, uh, hey, dad, did you ever win the Super Bowl? Oh, I did. Hey, uh, hey, uh, John, did you ever win the Super Bowl? Uh, 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 championship? Oh, you didn't? I did. Dang, dang, that, I mean, I won both. That's crazy. <laughs> Me personally, I wouldn't take this. <laughs> Me personally. I wouldn't be okay with just a national championship. But, hey, that's just me, Pops. That's just me. Like, <laughs> it's built different. You know? <laughs> now, um, now, but, but well, Hardball, though, but like, because you're saying you don't see him see him here. It makes sense because when you think back to when he went to uh, the Niners, the Niners, I think they the Niners were so flash. Jim Bob Sula was the coach when the nine when he took over from him, bro. Exactly. You heard that name? That was the 49ers were trash. Trash. They had some talent. He immediately did he take over from Mike Singletary. I think it was Singletary. It was Singletary. I don't believe it was Singletary. But um Yeah, I know they had Jim Bob Sula in there. This team is in a very similar situation in that Niners team, and I think Harbaugh realizes that because people be like, "Oh, we don't got a quarterback. We don't got a quarterback." Harbaugh can develop quarterbacks. He's he's done that pretty much everywhere he's went. He's everywhere he's gone. Like so, I, he looks at Atlanta. He looks at a team that has young pieces. They have a a, a good online. You have others on the outside. You have two great running backs. You have a, a, a defense that's on the rise. This is a very attractive team for someone like a Harbaugh. Despite, and we have eight picks, so I know people won't, won't like this, but I've been seeing some 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 grumblings that there could be a uh, McCarthy's going to go higher than people think. Mm-hmm. When he's only twenty years old, he's the youngest quarterback in the draft. Um, which is which is a big reason why I thought he would just go ahead and come back. Yeah, I thought he would too, but I think he knew that Harbaugh wasn't going to return, so he was just like, "Well," mm-hmm. because to me that that screams is the biggest thing that Harbaugh's not going to go back. Harbaugh Harbaugh's been hyping him up, blah blah blah. I think McCarthy's going to. The go kid back. needs um, the kid I'll, needs seasoning. Yeah, the kid he, needs he seasoning, bro. No, he does, he does. But here's the thing: we're Harbaugh, right? You could you could get you a veteran and and possibly talk because McCarthy's going to be easy. He's going to be the easiest to attain of the, of the of the first round quarterbacks. They probably like, even though he does have a lot of similarities to Desmond Ritter, he's safer with the ball and he's he's a better creator. Um, you'd have to you'd have to trade back into the first round. I can't see you taking him at eight. No, but you know what? To be completely fair, nobody saw Josh Allen at seven, and he he been. No, I, I, I did. Josh Allen was longly talked about as a top quarterback in that draft is because he had all of the tools. He had the prototypical size. He had the rocket arm, and he was very athletic. So I didn't think he would have made it to the Bills. I thought he would have, would have went a little earlier than he did. But yeah, Nah, Josh, I, I had him. I had Lamar going ahead of him. I had – I, I always who, thought Lamar was the best quarterback in the class, but I knew Josh Allen was going early. Um, but – like McCarthy, he he he's very young. Um, 
And, and the thing is, they say if you like a guy, you take him and you can get him. I don't yeah. agree with him in the eight, but I'm just saying there is a world out there where that could be a pick or they could target a trade down. But some people so I'm have not this lying. Yeah. Some, some he goes at eight. If you, huh? He goes at eight, Ritter's gone, bro. Because you got to get a veteran in there. You got to get a veteran in there. It, it depends on if you want to keep three quarterbacks or not. Yeah. Like, if you hold three quarterbacks, I understand Keith on Ritter because he's cheap and he's a viable backup. But, like, if, if you're only going to hold two quarterbacks, you got to get you got to get a veteran presence in there to really help and groom this guy. And I could see it being a full redshirt year for him, to be completely honest. I, I think it ultimately would be. Um, but then Harbaugh could all Har, – Harbaugh's probably also the same guy because how similar Ritter in McCarthy is, Harbaugh could be looking at Ritter like, I could fix him. I could fix him. Yeah. I, I I try to stress this to Falcons fans as much as possible, not to shock you or make you upset, but just to prepare your booty hole for the fucking you about to get. You understand? <laughs> like, we could go into next year with Ritter at quarterback. You understand me? Like, this could be, this could be like our starting quarterback yesterday. It is very, very plausible. I'm, it's, it's not 50-50, but it ain't too far off of that number. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's probably like it's 70. Not zero. It's not it's zero. Not, there's a non-zero chance that we could go into the season with Desmond Ritter as the starting quarterback. And I I, I, I need people to understand that because we're going we're gonna to get into draft talk. We're going to do mock drafts. And, like, Jaden Daniels at eight? Absolutely. We snatching him up. Jaden Daniels might go three. He could mess around and go two. Uh, he could, but I, I, I don't think he will. But he, it's really not what I'm saying. Like we could have three quarterbacks in the top five. In fact, we've had multiple years with three quarterbacks in the top five. Yeah, we had three years ago quarterbacks go one, two, and three. So, like thinking that Jaden Daniels is just gonna fall to eight is is not best practice. Now, very rarely do four quarterbacks go in the top 10. That usually doesn't happen, which leads you to believe the fact that if Jaden Daniels goes top five, at eight, we probably don't like a quarterback enough to pick him at eight. So we're either trading down or we're taking best player on the board. And what our GM has showed at this point in time, he's going to take the best player on the board. He's going to take the best player there. Let's see. Here's the thing, because uh, I've been stressing this: like, you never want to force a quarterback pick because Absolutely. when you break down the hit rate of first round quarterbacks, you know the hit rate is like around like forty percent. But do you know mm-hmm. over eighty percent of that is first round picks? I mean, number one overall picks. So, outside of the number it's one overall cool. pick, you have about a twenty percent or less chance of hitting. I mean, if you do the math, yeah, yeah. Well, it's thirty-two percent, but yeah. No, 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 it, no, no. So, someone did a whole breakdown. It's it's, it's about twenty percent. Mm. Uh, uh, if, if 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 it's not the number one pick, the chances are not great. But so that's what any prospect. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's considered a hit? What's considered a hit? Are they? Um, I, I, well, I think they, his markers we, were um his markers were four thousand yard seasons, Pro Bowl, um. More than five years in the league. Um, I think those are the main th- three I remember, but there was some others too. But those are the main three. And All right, so if we if we look at last year's draft, we look at last year's draft. Who was the first round quarterbacks last year? Bryce Young, um, C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and that was it. So that's a thirty three percent rate, right? Because C.J.'s already hit that. Yeah, he's already. Well, did he? Hit four, CJ's he, already hit. Yeah, CJ's already hit that. He had four thousand yards. He had a. Uh, what's it called? But, CJ, but CJ's looking like the exception. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I'm I'm trying to play it back in my mind. If we go to if we go to uh, so what's that? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one. We go. So we go to twenty twenty two. No, no, we gotta go to twenty one. Twenty two was only Kenny Pickett. Twenty one is the last time with with the quarterback twenty. That was to Trevor Lawrence. You see how he skipped over Kenny Pickett because it's very clearly a mess. He, he, ain't the, trying he, to. I mean, he was the only quarterback in the draft. He, he didn't go number one. So. Yes. 
So, <laughs> so, so, anyway. so, we're talking, so we're talking about 2021 where you have Trevor Lawrence who won one, then you have yeah. Zach Wilson who won Zach two, Wilson, Trey Lance, Trey Lance. Then you skip a little bit, then you get the Justin, no, Justin Fields and then Mac Jones. Yeah. Mac made a Pro Bowl. All, you said who? Mac made a Pro Bowl. Yeah, Mac, Mac made a Pro Bowl. Um, then Trevor? So you got, yeah, you got two out of five in that draft. But I don't even Trevor made a Pro Bowl. Mac, Mac, Mac made it fill out the face of the earth, so. I mean, that five year in the league, Mark, might be that might be tough for him. I ain't gonna lie, but he made him. He, he ain't got, no, he ain't got no, no, that that four K though. Um, no, he doesn't have he doesn't have four thousand yards. And then Trey Lance, I'm going to give him an NA because I haven't seen enough of him to 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 truly see whether he can play or not. I think the coaches have seen enough of him. Like, bro, you went four or five, like. I mean, he did, but the thing is, he ain't seen the field. Like, the thing is, the thing is, you worked with they'll pay for you, huh? You worked with they'll pay for you. At a certain point, you worked with they'll pay for you. They paid a five for you, bro. Like they was, I got five. Like it was, it was. They was, they was in a kind of thing. If Purdy didn't do what Purdy did, then Trent should still be there. Nah, he would. If, if Purdy, if Purdy didn't do what he did, he brought in Sam Donald, bro. He brought in Sam Donald. I think, you didn't bring in. I think he was over the starter. You did not bring in Donald. In no way was ever going to be the starter. He was never going to be the starter. I think overall, he was just he was done with Lance because like Kyle, Kyle, Kyle got a lot of turn in him. He got a lot of like I'm a turn on a quarterback, and in his in his heart and soul, him and McVay are the quickest I've known to just turn on quarterbacks, bro. John Gruden too, but still, like, once they just decide a dude can't play, like, they don't care about him no more, bro. I still, I still think Purdy greatly influenced that decision. Um, that's that's the only that's the only concrete evidence that I have because you stand Darnold. Darnold's not a good starter. He's a, he's a backup. That's what he is. I think that. They brought him in to kind of pressure, but on the same token, like you said, Purdy Purdy took that job and ran with it. He wasn't he wasn't giving it back. It, it was it was never in question. Like once he took that job, because the offense looked different under Purdy. Because like you take Lance because he has the tools. Purdy has the mental aspect down pack already. He he don't got the tools. That's why he went where he went. But he got it all up here. And and he 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 gives you a little bit of uh, of ability to create and all of that. Then he he like he, he has he has a little it factor. But as Cam Newton says, he ain't a game changer. He's a game manager. I mean, what's wrong with managing the game, bro? There's what's wrong with managing? It, not, it, it, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing because the thing is, people took that take and and, and tried to bash him. While, while that take Cam said is aging like fine wine. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with just managing the game, bro. Like, I'm a manager at work. Like, a good bit of my job is just making sure things flow properly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just making sure when A gets to point B. As a game manager, your job is to make sure they don't lose because of you. Yeah, that's the main changer, thing. As a game changer, they might lose because you was a game changer, but they also going because of you too. The only reason they gonna win is because of you, bro. Like, I just, Josh Allen, like. But he put it all out there on the field today, boy. He put it all out there. He's a game changer, bro. He's a game changer. And they kicked or sold him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, no, 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 no. You can't just blame the kicker, bro. Okay, okay, okay. Just, I'm not, I'm not going to blame the kicker, but. Because Diggs screwed him. Diggs screwed him, bro. Diggs screwed him. Got him on that bat, on, on the bomb. Yeah. Diggs screwed him. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the running back. What happened? Like he got, he got tackled. Yeah. Yeah, but Josh Allen, damn, they tried to give it up himself too, because he he threw a pick that got swatted down by the other guy. Because Snead was sitting there waiting for it, and uh, McDuffie swatted it down, and Sweet's like, dang! And then the next play, he fumbles. He got saved yeah. twice. Yeah, I mean, and and the Chiefs fumbled out the back of the end zone. I ain't gonna lie to you. That is such a that is such a penalty, bro. Like, oh, yeah. that is such a penalty, dog. Yeah. I, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. 
Like because it's, it's such an extreme. You go from oh yeah, I'm about to score a touchdown to oh touchback. I think it's a like I think it should be a 15 yard penalty, bro. I think it should be a 15 yard penalty. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with that. Like if you fumble out the back or the side of the end zone, because because that keeps the that keeps the goal line sacred. It probably if if you're in a goal to go situation, it probably puts you into basically field goal range. But just like, bro, you fumble out the side of that. Now, now, to be fair, Hardman was dumb as hell. You don't reach in that situation. You tuck and go down with the ball. That was second down. I could understand if it was third or fourth. You tuck and go down with the ball, bro. Um, So, like, it was stupid on his part. And that's one of the things, like, Bill Belichick always coached. Don't reach for the pylon, right? Go down. But even still, it's such a, bro, it's such a hard penalty. We got bit by it this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. We got lucky because they just his hand touched out of bounds, so we got lucky with that. No, Ritter got hit later. No, no, yeah, I mean, he fumbled the very next play, but. Yeah. Oh, you talking about, oh, talking about in the, I thought you were talking about the Drake London play. You talking about the. No, no, no. In the, it, that was also in the Bucks game. Yeah. That was also in the Bucks game, but. Nah, he freaking yeah, got knocked off. Like, yeah, Junior came and uh, popped it out right before he crossed the line. And it, uh, yeah, on that hustle play, bro. Like it's a, it, bro. It's such a it's such a hard penalty, bro. It's such a hard penalty. But yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah. So Harbaugh though, Harbaugh. I think he looks at this team and, and, and he probably could either he could fix Ritter or he has a plan at quarterback that like because everywhere he everywhere everywhere he's won, he's won. So he's mm-hmm. probably the person. That if he said if he said he could fix Ritter, I would believe him. Harbaugh, because Harbaugh's he track record shown he can do he it. Kaepernick an actual quarterback in this league for yeah. for a good bit. Yeah. So Harbaugh, um, I just don't know how interested he is in the job. But I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that you're coming for a second interview shows there's some type of interest. Because you're not about to just take a job that you have no interest in. You're not about to waste your time. These people time is money. So you're not about to fly to Atlanta, get wine and dine if you don't have any type of interest in the job. And, you know, some people were saying that the first meeting didn't go well. Well, well enough to, if he got a second interview. Um, so when I think about it and I look at it, bro, I'm thinking about the fact of, like, Arthur Smith usually has these tendencies. All his coaching hires have been – Recently, like recent offensive or defensive coordinators um, from basically championship, have some sort of championship pedigree, right? Arthur Smith was the first one that kind of broke the championship pedigree. Excuse me, but it's usually that first time offensive or defensive coordinator making that making that step up. Um, well, I guess Mike Smith technically did with the Ravens, yeah. Yeah, Mike Smith was with the Ravens. Uh, Dan Quinn was with the uh, – I mean, but Jim Moore didn't have any pedigree, neither did Petrino. Jim Moore was with the... Uh, Jim Moore was Blank's first hire. Was he with the Seahawks? I'm thinking it's Pops. I'm thinking it's Pops. Yeah, Pops, yeah. Jim, Jim Moore didn't, he didn't have any... He didn't have anything. Um, and that, that was Rich McKay's first hire. And then after McKay, it was... Pet- McKay hired Petrino. And then after the Petrino debacle, M- McKay got... Um, demoted, and that's when they brought in Dimitrov, and Dimitrov led in the hire to bring in uh Mike Smith. Um, so Mike Smith, he was on that rate. The Ravens staff that won the Super Bowl. Then um Dan Quinn was the next hire. He was on the Seattle uh, Seattle, and then yeah um Arthur Smith was the first. I mean, well, not the first, but he was a mold breaker from the pre- previous two. The, mm-hmm. My my ideal behind why he wanted to do it because with an offensive coach you you get the bit because I think he watched the Dan Quinn situation and, and seen that once he lost Shanahan they could not get the offense back together. Like everything no. kind of fell apart when it, when they lost Shanahan. So he probably seen that and it was like, okay, I want something where the offense is always going to be in place. Mm-hmm. You um, know, and you got that. And but Mike Smith's downfall, uh, not Mike Smith, Dan Quinn's downfall as well was the fact that like. You lost it offensively, and and complimentary football is absolutely necessary. I get that, but your defense was never there. Your defense was never there. 
it, it was never there, but I also think um, it got to a point to where the players, I think they liked Dan Quinn, but I think they ultimately lost respect for him. Um, you know, like, as just as a coach. As a person, I'm sure they respect him as a person, but as a coach, they because you don't go 0-5 if, if, if you truly, like, there was no fear that like he was too busy trying to be their friend. So I think no, no. Everybody, everybody knows if you if you watch that season prior, everybody knew he should have been fired at the end of the previous season. And I think even the even the players recognize that. And so like you coming into the next season, it's kind of just like yo, he's dead man walking. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I can see your whole like they lost respect for him because it was just. And I think somebody who would command respect immediately, Harbaugh, Belichick, a retread type of coach. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, that just hadn't been, yeah. Or with Raheem Morris, that just it hasn't been our, it hasn't been Blank's mo to go retread. But I think, I think that's kind of where he would need to lean in this situation. I don't have an issue with Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, uh, Brian Callahan. I think all three of them have shown good offensive mind. You know what I'm saying? And would be able to utilize the weapons. But call me call me stupid after a seven and nine season. I think this team is a head coach and decent quarterback play away from playing on this weekend. You know what I'm saying? The thing is the us in Detroit started our trajectory. I mean, obviously Detroit had a uh they were able. They had a piece to where they were able to really jumpstart the rebuild by by getting two first and a quarterback back in return, who's been playing just as good as a the quarterback they traded away. Mm. He's still playing this, and he, and they're, and they're, they're, some of these games that were winning because of him. Some of them because he. he I mean, he, he, man, I'm getting wrong. This is this is no Jared Goff slander, but like Stafford, Stafford has had some some crazy seasons, bro. He has, but I'm talking about currently. Where they currently stand, they're probably about the same. I ain't talking about yeah. Has been. I'm talking about where they currently. You you pretty much got similar quarterback play and got to pick up two as the first. Yeah, but like the Rams would make that trade every day because they got a Super Bowl out of it. I mean, yeah, they did, but I'm just saying that helps the Lions. That they help that they help jumpstart their rebuild because they had that extra. I mean, they had they had the assets. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Go ahead, go ahead. So that that really helped. So like, but I could see us being like a Lions team because I feel like talent wise we're very similar. Um, they just got they just got stable quarterback play. Um, and they got a a, a a much more imaginative offensive coordinator who's going to get a head coach. And- and my thing is, I think we spent a lot of time throughout the season over and over again um, talking about the tools that Ritter has. Ritter has the tools necessary to be a capable starting NFL quarterback. And after his play this season, I understand a lot of people don't want to hear that. Trust me, I ain't out here putting the cape on for Ritter. That's not happening. Bro, if, if you ever hear this podcast, I'm not shitting on you or nothing. You said out your own mouth that you understood your play should have got you benched. So I'm not saying nothing that you don't know. You harder on yourself than any podcast bro could be on. But when it, but like, if you just look at the physical tools, big arm, mobile, um, he has some really good stretches of decisive play this year. I could understand somebody like Johnson coming in with the eighth pick and saying, let me get Roman Dunze. Right? Let me let me lean on my D coordinator and see if uh we can't go lie to on the line. You know what I'm saying? With Grady coming off an injury and Calais real close to retirement. I could I could completely understand Callahan saying, and, and I'm not please, I'm not calling them the same people. But looking at just the tools and being like, I got my my Walmart, I got my Wish version of Burrow here. You know what I'm saying? I got my Timu version of Burrow here. And I can mold it into something. I don't know about that. 
I'm not saying they're the same guy. I'm saying if you if you if you don't look at the play, don't look at the play, and you just look at the player itself. If you if you were drafting a quarterback and you saw a quarterback with Ritter's measurements, would you not be like, oh yeah, I could yeah, do something? Yeah, with that. but see the thing is, Burrow's measurements are suck. He don't have a strong arm. <laughs> He's not the most fleet of foot. He he has great pocket feel. And he, has he, is, he has amazing pocket feel. He has amazing pocket feel. So, and, and, and so, that, that, like, that's why I was like, I don't know about that because, like, Burroughs, he's an exception when it comes to quarterback because he, he doesn't have all of the tools in the world. He has adequate arm strength. He, he can make the throws, but he, he don't have what you would call a cannon. I don't think Ritter has a cannon. Ritter has much more of a cannon than what you would call because here's the thing with Ritter. When, when he throws the ball, it jumps out of his hands. It ain't really jumping out of Burrow's hand like that. Yeah, but to go deep, he has to load up, like, well, hard. Well, I, I, that, that's mostly just a mechanical thing. Um, Because that's what makes Burrow, because Burrow understands the mechanics and the touch. R- R- Ritter, Ritter doesn't really have... Well, like, R- Burrow can get the ball deep without having to load up. It's mechanics. Yeah. That's what I'm that's, but that to me is like Burrow's a technician. Burrow's technically sound in his passing fundamentals. Ritter's not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When I look at Ritter, I'd be like, even if even if you do have like a really good arm, like your crappy footwork kind of negates a lot of it. No, but, and the thing, no, the thing is, Ritter's footwork is good, but on the deep throws, it's not there yet because it, it's it's things that he needs to clean up on the deep throws. Like intermediate is great. Short his, is great. No. But I, if you, our first if conversation, is, his deep throws weren't even that bad this year. If we're just being honest, like it, it they, it, no, it, it seriously wasn't. It, it, no, it seriously Gosh. wasn't. No, I'm being that serious. Gosh. It seriously was not. No, it, it seriously was not that bad. Because when you when you look at it's not a high percentage of throws. Most quarterbacks aren't leading that. Like, let me pull up the numbers. Let me pull up the numbers. Um. You can pull up the numbers, like nigga. We both watched the games. <laughs> we saw him routinely underthrow London deep. That London had to come back and make amazing plays on. No, he didn't underthrow him routinely. He under, he overthrew more than he underthrew him. He did overthrow. He overthrew a good bit. He overthrew a good bit. He overthrew more than he underthrew. So, so I, with him, the thought it's there. It's just a lot of time it was timing. Like I think Ritter. He, he his anticipation needs a little a, a little work on things past twenty yards. The, right, so not out breaking in breaking routes like break, breaking routes he's going to hit you. The, so the if you're a new offensive coordinator, if you're a new offensive coordinator, are you thinking you know what? Instead of getting this twenty four year old out of Washington or this twenty four slash twenty five year old out of Oregon, or this twenty-year-old out of Michigan, I'm gonna deal with this. I'm gonna deal with this guy. I'm gonna work and try to build with him for a year. And if it, if the wheels completely fall off, I'm safe enough for a year that I can go draft my guy next year. Um, I haven't looked ahead far enough to know what the quarterback class looks like for next year. But if if the wheels fall off, we'll be picking high. You know what I'm saying? Like, or we'll just the hell be at eight again. But regardless, I could I could definitely see a lot of these new coordinators coming in and just wanting to stick with Ritter. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's definitely not um, a horrible because like now I will say, I will say defensively. Aaron Glenn, Mike McDonald didn't get a second interview, which I didn't like. Neither did the uh, Ravens assistant coach, right? He didn't get one. Well, we they're, st- they're still putting them out because, like, like we don't know exactly because a lot of times the Falcons said they're not going to announce it. You you won't know until after the fact. Yeah. And what well, both of them, because both of them are going to be in person. Yeah. Well, the Ravens it probably. They probably will want to wait until they're out to, to get that in-person yeah. interview. So you probably won't see it until those eliminated. Because I think for the second one, you want it to be in-person. 
Yeah, you, you want you really, want that one again. Unless you just really fuck with them and you like, hey, I gotta talk to you again. So yeah, what what, what you what you say you want to do with the team? Yeah, which is the crazy part because I feel like hell, the Ravens playing playing later could really keep them from getting a job, bro. And it might be yeah, it might be good for that defense, but. Here's um, that kind of stuck with me when uh, Arthur, Arthur Blank was talking in the um, in the presser after they let go of Smith. He was saying that um, I, before he hired somebody, but he was talking to uh, uh, Art Rooney um, before he passed, and he was just saying how um, don't listen to anyone has to say. Take your time and make sure it's right because the year that the Steelers hired Mike Tomlin, they were one of the last teams to hire a coach, and they took a long time to do it. So he says the key to this process is making sure you make the right hire. There is no time limit. There's none of that. So you just don't. The only thing you want to do is get it right. So if they fail, that's the guy. They will wait. Um, because the thing is, with Dan Quinn, even though they knew he was going to be hired, because he made a Super Bowl here. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they, they, they kept him. So it was a late hire, but it was the worst kept secret in the league. I mean, hey. So. And you can't say, like, you say what you want about Dan Quinn. He put together an adequate staff because... Oh, the, the, was that, that, was a, that 2016 offensive staff was one for the ages. The three people off his staff were head coaches. Yeah, so he put together a, a good staff. Um, and hell, even the person that took over for him in the interim when he left immediately got a D.C. job. You know what I'm saying? Which is the year after. Yeah, which is, you know, something I wanted to kind of stick on because I feel like if we go offensive, there's a very good chance of keeping Ritter and having him start the year. I feel like if we go defensive coach, we're going to get an offensive coordinator who wants to put their own spin on things, and I feel like that would kind of be a death stroke for Ritter. See, the the only thing with – this is the only thing I hate about when you uh, have a defensive coach and then the offensive coordinator is really not attached to you because the offensive coordinator has a good system. Good year, he goes get hired. If you do take a young quarterback, then he's hamstrung by any potential scheme change. And unless you try to keep it in this, see, like, as good as Matt Ryan was for us. Matt Ryan went through way too many system changes. Was it six, right? Maybe six, maybe even more. Because Matt Ryan got Matt Ryan got coordinators, head coach jobs. He even got Dirk mm-hmm. Cutter head coach job. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. He got Mike Malarkey a head coach job. Think about that. Matt, like y'all can say what you want to say about oh, Ryan. So, he, he was getting people hired. So you got. Malarkey, Cutter, uh, Sarkeesian, uh, Shanahan. I'm thinking it's only six, bro. Let me pull up the. Because uh... I know when Mike Smith first got there, I know I'm missing a. I'm, I'm missing a name. I'm missing a name because he. I, I want to say he was a. He was Morris coordinator. It wasn't. It wasn't Dirt Cutter. We wasting a lot of time on this pod, y'all. I promise we're. I promise we're better than this. We're not. <laughs> he gonna lie to you. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Okay, so um, Hugh Jackson was also a coordinator for us. There it goes. There it goes. So uh, we had Greg Knapp, who was a coordinator. Greg Knapp. That's the name I was thinking about. Because Greg Knapp, he was a coordinator for uh, one of the Vic years. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was his second time. 04 to 06, yeah. he was a coordinator. So he was the Jim Moore coordinator, yeah. 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 Then you know after that we had Hugh Jackson really for just one year during that during the uh, Petrino season. We we don't talk about that. We don't talk about you that. Know. 
Then Mike Malarkey was the uh, coordinator when uh, Mike Smith when we first got here. Then we went on to Kyle Shanahan. Damn, Malarkey was coordinator for five years for us? It's crazy. No, no. It, yeah, it was, well, three years. Three years, and then I forgot it was Cutter after that. Then he came back. Because Cutter was a coordinator from 12 to 14. So, yeah. Mike Malarkey, and then Cutter was the, the uh, coordinator, but we lost to the Niners in the damn whatever. Shanahan, Sarkeesian, Dirk Cutter. So, all of these guys, with the exception, well, all of these guys that my Ryan did. They all had hand coaching jobs at some point after the Falcons, and then and then Arthur Smith. So you went through six six systems. Yeah, went through six coaches, five systems, but doesn't change the fact. Like, yeah, that that was switching constantly, and he consistently had defensive coaches. You had Mike Smith, you had Dan Quinn. Like you're you're very beholden to the offensive coordinator, and luckily. Like, no Matt Ryan slander is, is, like, appreciated here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I will speak truth. Was Matt Ryan the top echelon quarterback in the league? Absolutely not. But he was by far and away the best quarterback we've ever had. And I would say a borderline Hall of Fame, right? Um, But with that being said, bro, like, you're beholden to the offensive systems that you have with a defensive coach. And luckily, we had a guy who was good enough to overcome it for a time until he couldn't, until his body, you know, he just old. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if we fall into the, yeah, I think if we fall into the, into the scheme of wanting a defensive coach again, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think Raheem Morris is like really good. I really like him. I really like Mike McDonald. I think if we fall into either one of them, we are vi- one, they're going to draft a quarterback because they're whoever they're going to bring in offensively is going to want their guy. And then, like you said, we're kind of just hand like handcuffed to whoever it is. You know what I'm saying? Like if if they if they go out and get McCarthy, Penix, and and you know two years in, you're having record-breaking seasons, that guy gets a job. Now we're looking like, okay, we got this 26-year-old guy who only knows one system. What do we do here? Yeah. Um, so, that's kind of what brings me. Um, so, like, the defensive guys are nice, offensive guys are nice, but I feel like like a lot of times when, when it comes to these coaching um, hires, the unicorn is the one who, who – usually has the best success. Like, Dan Campbell, he was a unicorn. He was never an offensive def- or defensive coordinator. Uh, he, he he was a tight end coach, and he was a former player. But he's getting a lot out of this team. Um, So, the coach that really has... His staff is also crazy, though. His yeah, staff it is. is crazy. It is. It is. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think, I think you know, when we talked about recently, when we talked on the betting pod about one of the reasons I felt like you should have let the Eagles coach go is that, like, as a head coach, part of your job is building your staff. Now, I can't blame Sirianni too much because he had two head coaches on his staff. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there was and they, you just can't have it. You couldn't afford to have it on both sides of the ball, though. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. So, like, I. Hey, look, that's rough, you know, but you made two bad hires, two coordinators that you had, you're going to fire within a year. That's tough. You know what I'm saying? So like as a, as a head interesting, coach. Interesting enough, we actually interviewed their offensive coordinator for, for the head coach. Spot. Which is, which is bananas. I saw that and I thought it was a joke. There's no way y'all interviewed Brian Johnson. Like for what? For because we inter- we need to interview a black guy. That's what it sounds like. That's it, what it, does. It, was, it, it does, but the thing is, he he, he wasn't he, he didn't even satisfy the room because it was a a, a a virtual interview, so it went it, it didn't count for anything because it wasn't in person. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. That man don't. That man can't tell you nothing. That man can't tell you nothing. But some, but some but some coaches are are better in different roles. He might be better as a head coach. Who knows? Um, it's not a, it's not the best look. It's not the best look, but some, some people are better at different roles. 
But um, but the coach that has me the most interested in this thing, obviously, like Harbaugh has me very, very intrigued just because of his reputation, because he's mm-hmm. won everywhere he goes. Like you, you can't show me nowhere he's lost where he went. Um, so he he's definitely because I didn't think he was a possibility. So he's my number one. Um, number two is Anthony Weaver. He's the Ravens' assistant head coach. Um, I just feel like he could be the unicorn of, of the cycle. Um, leader of men, and yeah, I know pe- pe- people think it sounds cliche, but you need it. You, you, you need a, a guy that your players can respect. He's young enough, and he's more involved enough to where he can connect to the players, but he can also lead them in a way that they respect him. Um, now, one of the things that I think that Tomlin does a great job at. Um, and if you remember, I don't think Tomlin was a coordinator, was he? One year. He was a one year coordinator. Uh, Harbaugh was a special teams coordinator, right? So didn't do either side of the ball. Uh, one thing that I think they do very, very well is they coach their coaches, right? And that is where. So there's that buffer in between them and the player that allows the player to connect with the head coach, right? And it really empowers your whole coaching staff. The one thing I will say, those staffs don't produce a lot of head coaches. They don't. And I think about the Steelers. With the Steelers, wasn't it Ken Wisenhunt was the only one I could think of? Yeah, with the car, um, I believe. Yeah, Ken Wisenhunt. I think Arians uh, had a time there, didn't he? Yeah, but Bruce Bruce's main thing that was going to get him hired was his time with the Colts. I mean, but he came from there, though, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you want to count him, that's fine. And then Todd Haley, right, who flamed spectacularly. Or no, Todd Haley went there after he lost his head coaching job. I think so. He, 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 I think he was the guy before they got Canada. Yeah. So he 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 went there after the fact. So really just Ken Wisenhunt. And then on the Ravens, I don't think they've ever had an offensive coordinator be hired. Trying to think of their defensive coordinator. Wasn't it Rex Ryan? Isn't that the only one? Probably. Like those staffs don't have a lot of coaches that are that are hired. And that kind of They've had sustained success over long periods of time. And granted, there's only 32 jobs out there. You know what I'm saying? But it does make me wonder, like, what your development piece is like. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But, hell, having coaching staffs together for a long time isn't the worst thing in the world, right? Those teams have been consistently good. Uh, It's just when when you say something like Anthony Weaver, um, yeah, he could be closer to – uh, we, you just named him with the Lions, Dan Campbell. He could be closer to Dan Campbell, right? Former player, put together an awesome staff. We're really going to see what Campbell's made of two years from now because Ben Johnson's probably gone this year. Aaron Glenn, at best, has another year there um, before he gets a head coaching job. I'm not going to lie. I'm not impressed with Aaron Glenn, de- Aaron Glenn defenses. Bro, you see his yeah, personnel? I, 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 the personnel, yeah, the personnel – I'm I'm not impressed. Nah, man. I I think he is, especially the way he uses the secondary. Like Brian Branch is all over the place. Well, uh, Hutchinson's but playing. They they using how he was used in college. Like they're not they're not they're not reinventing the wheel. They're using how he was already used. No, nah, I'm just saying. Like I I think they <laughs> like like I I can't I, I'm not giving, I can't I can't give you Brian I can't give you Brian Branch because they, they looked because Brian Branch is the first round talent they got for a steal in the second round. That was was injured. Yeah, it was. Was. But I mean, hey, highway robberies happen all the time. The thing yeah. is, he's he he looks good and say what you want. His name's in this cycle. He got one more year. He got one more year until he that, I'm just saying I'm not impressed. I I, I don't I, I think the one they're gonna fail mostly is Ben Johnson. Oh Ben, yeah, Ben Ben gonna be gone. Ben's gone. So so that, like what does your staff look like after that, right? And then, but that to me shows a great development of your staff, right? You're elevating guys. You have head coaches on your staff. Whereas, it once again, going back to Tomlin and Harbaugh, do you, 
are you in such a position to where you never can actually build and grow those guys? Because, hell, they've had good defensive court. Like, Steelers and Ravens are known for good defense. Mac McDonald is a is a hardball disciple. He is. He is. Came from Michigan and then uh, coordinated their defense and now is coordinating the Ravens. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I, I, like I've been saying, I like him. I like him. Because the thing is, the thing is, is, is Harbaugh's defenses are so good wherever he goes that you forget he's an offensive guy. Yeah. But he always he always has a really good staff. Harbaugh always has a really good staff. Yeah, he does. And but, but like, his guys like, cannot become head coaches, but they leave and immediately get coordinator jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he, 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 he knows how to pick staff. He knows how to develop staff as well. Yeah. So, um, Harbaugh is definitely someone who has my highest of attention. Um, now, I will say, if Harbaugh comes, we might lose our D coordinator. But they were they were already allowed him to go interview, so he's probably going anywhere. Yeah, because I think I think they're I'm pretty sure Harbaugh or Bill they're going to want to bring in their their own guys. I, I I think he's going regardless. Because they were they were blocking him, right? Yeah, they were blocking him, and then, then they allowed him to interview. So. They allowed him to interview, and, and they allowed the special team court. The only person they have not allowed to interview was uh, the O line coach, Dwayne Leffert. So um, I think Leffert might be the only one that's retained. Everyone else is probably gone. Now, with the whole clean house staff wise, the strength of this team is on the defense, right? Um, we got about eight minutes. Let's get into it. <laughs> the strength of this team is on the defense, right? Um, if I'm looking at the front line of the defense, of course, I'd love like a dominant edge rusher, but that's just like a sexy pick. Uh, the linebacking core, we saw linebacker could go a little bit of help there. Um, need to look at the salary cap and contract situations. But the weak side thing just really just depends on the type of scheme. Because if it's hardball, you're almost certainly running the 3-4. And then you can then that becomes a rush. Because then you could just stick with Ellis and Troy Anderson and then have Lamb as your third linebacker. Yeah. And then um in the secondary, obviously, strong safety is a is a point of contact there. Yeah, we, and, and corner too. We're gonna need a Yeah, wouldn't be wouldn't be appalled with corner. Um on the offense, right tackle, maybe, maybe, but you just re signed McGarry. So right like, tackle that that would like if you address it in the draft, that would be anything outside of the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, left tackle because he's, he's getting long. He's, he's, 30. he's getting long in the two, bro. He's thirty-one. You, you like you're going to take you're going to take one you're going to take one tackle this this draft in the second round. Yeah, yeah, you're going to take a tackle this draft. It, whether it's left or right, that's that's it could be a swing tackle, and then you could just figure out what side you want to put it on when it when it comes time. Um, um speed threat wide receiver. Good. We, yeah. we just need we, it's not even just a speed we need a legit number two yeah London has the talent to be a number one and I think with the quarterback play that we've had he's proven that he's capable of being a number one yeah you, you can debate me on it I I'll show you the routes like London's a number one because London but he he's, yeah. he's not your tradition like because to me London is like um he's Mike Evans side but he has Hopkins skill set and you saw you saw Hopkins with Levis this year. He had that huge game against us, but for the most part, without the volume of catches needed to actually get his numbers, he's just a possession receiver. He's going to get you tough first downs. He's going to run his routes and drive defenses away from you. Yeah, like that's it's 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 what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like D Hop, everybody had oh D Hop is able to produce with every quarterback, but like D Hop was had an extreme volume of throws his way, you know what I'm saying? Whereas that's I think that's what Drake is. Um, yeah, so like, but in Arthur Smith's offense, he was not getting volume. He was not getting well, that's volume because that's just that weird offense. Because uh, it, it was too inconsistent. Um, but yeah, so like you could, I, I would like to see, uh, you know, like a Will Fuller type number two. Um, you know, s- someone that's capable of taking the, taking the top off that really could open up. Because if you have uh, 
Drake London doing his thing, you get a legitimate deep threat that there's there's not just a deep threat, but a legitimate threat at receiver. Kyle Pitts could kill. In the middle of the field, bro. And like one of the things that I've heard that has been like super concerning is uh Kyle Pitts following the Hawkinson route, right? In the fact of um going into your fourth year. They've already decided they're going to pick up the fifth year option. They're going to, he's going to play on that, right? So going into your fourth year and getting very close to the trade deadline and making a move on him just because he doesn't fit the long term direction of your team or you don't want to pay him. And like for me, tight end, especially when you're not paying anyone on the team for real, for real, like tight end, linebacker, and safety, if you can find a good one, pay it. Pay them. They don't hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand coming off this season, you can't give them a big contract. That's understandable. But the the, the trade the trade buzz kind of unsettling. I'm not really the thing is the only time place I'm seeing trade buzz is from people who don't have credibility. It's just people with, with Twitter accounts just saying, Oh, I think we should do this. There's no real real people with inside information saying anything about a Kyle trade. I don't think he's going anywhere. If it does, it just depends on whoever the coach would be. But they're, they're, they're Kyle Pitts only 23 years old. Going I'm not going to lie. Going into year four. Um, he, and he's finally about to be healthy. He's only had once, he's only had really one season of being truly healthy. Because I think last Belichick. Season, this past season, he, play, he played all his games. Belichick, Belichick scares the fuck out of me. Like if you bring him here just to coach, I'm okay with it. But if you have, if he has any type of personal decision, he's gonna fuck this roster up in three years, and then we gonna be. I, I think he would. If Belichick came in and had some roster control, I I do think Kyle Pitts could be moved, and that's not a great feeling. But I, I, I but the thing is, I, I I think it's more than that because. Belichick is is more of a coach for veterans than young players. Yeah, because there there's no connect. Like that, that that's why I like Harbaugh so much because people Harbaugh, even though he's sixty, he can still connect with younger players. They were yeah, just they playing college kids. I, I don't I don't I don't know if you've seen um well yesterday when he was at the Ravens game, he's seen uh Josh uh Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson was his quarterback 15 years ago at uh, San Diego State, and they still have a great relationship. The, the, you still love and respect this man. That's the coach I want. Give me him, Morris, Weaver. I'll take a Ben Johnson or, 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 or Slower if it makes sense, but I want one of them. Um, Belichick, if you were at least five years younger, I would be more optimistic. And if your last two years didn't look the way they did, I'd be more optimistic. Because and now, now to be fair, Mac Jones has been his quarterback, and he had no, he had no offensive coordinator two years ago. Who fault is that? Is your is a head coach is your job to fill the staff? Right, that's your, that's part of your job. Right? That's, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it worked both ways. That's fair. Right. So like it is your, but it, it cost him his job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that. I think Bill is very like nose to the grindstone, results oriented, and I think that suit. I think that works very, very well for a short period of time, right? Yeah. And and it, he, yeah, he 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 had grinded it all. Got tired. Yeah, he had grinded it all out in New England, but I think that stone sharpening could come here and work. But like like you like you talked about, it will work for a very short amount of time. What could you get? How much how much juice can you get from that orange in that amount of time? Is it a Super Bowl? Maybe. But I, I definitely think with Bill Belichick as a coach, we're playing last weekend. At minimum, we're playing last weekend. With this exact same roster, and Bill Belichick as a coach, we're playing last weekend. Maybe. If he can't get a quarterback situation, it don't matter. If he can't get the right over the coordinator, it don't matter. The defense is going to be fire regardless. But if he and most likely he would have McDaniel's. McDaniel's is a fine offensive coordinator. The coach, hell no, but as an offensive coordinator, he's fine as long as you don't have yeah. any personnel decisions to make. Um, 
because Josh McDaniels fucked the Raiders because the Raiders had offense on paper was great because last year you had Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, um, Hunter Renfro, who was one of the best slot receivers in the league, and he just didn't use them. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's one of those like same Arthur Smith things, like too smart for the room. You know what I'm saying? You drawing up plays for your backup tight end is is not the move, right? So, guys, we have gone all over the coaching carousel. We appreciate y'all coming in with us. Tune in for more off-season content. The main thing that we're going to talk about, we're going to get dig deep into this roster, figure out, you know, what what we need and uh how to how to really make our team better. all we can do. Hope and pray. Hopefully, (laughs) we have more news on the coaching front. Um, I feel like the decision is going to come either this week or next week. So, Yeah, especially depending, or if at the very least we choose uh, Weaver or McDonald, it's one of those open secret type things. Yeah. We should at least have an idea within the next week, hopefully, but most too. All right. Y'all guys, y'all stayed this long. I appreciate y'all. Please hit that like, hit that subscribe, share. Uh, We are on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere that you want to go. This has been your boy Q-City. Your boy Taj Bravado. We out. Peace.